Tia, hello. Hello, Kate. Welcome to Bravo Replay. Always good to be here. I'm so, you know what? I, I usually say I'm excited. I'm not excited for today because, so I was cocky on the Jax episode, right? Like, and I didn't do enough homework. So I'm like, I know all this and I got my ass handed to me. And so I over-prepared for SLC and like, there's just not enough preparation in the world today for me to do this episode. To be honest. That's all right. That's okay. Well, some of our listeners, I know there'll be a mix of aficionados and newbies. So it's perfect. It's just, you know, the OC just isn't my franchise. They just, they don't like each other enough for me to like stay interested. You know what I mean? I understand they were my gateway drug to Bravo. Mm-hmm. I did start watching them as a literal child. I believe <laughs> I was like sixth grade. They're not my favorite by any means, but no. they, they are the first. No, it's so here's my dirty Bravo confession is I drop housewives franchises like nobody's business. If like they get in this rut and then they just keep arguing about the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just like, I don't care anymore. Right. OC is, is challenging. I, I enjoyed OC up until Kelly Dodd Ugh. became part of the franchise. I thought she really cheapened the franchise. Yes. I mean, I watch everything, but. I kind of like come in and out of enjoyment Mm -hmm. based on like who the cast is. Like I didn't enjoy this past season of OC, but Miss Tamara is back. Tamara was back this season. It seems like I only popped in and out and I watch clips mainly. It just, I don't like the seasons where somebody clearly has an addiction issue and they're still on TV. I I feel the same way about Kim Richards on Beverly Hills. It's like, it's not, it's not entertaining or fun when like you really need help right totally totally and like shannon plus i shannon like i know what she did is wrong and i agree but also like you don't do that without having a real problem shannon triggers me for a multitude of reasons but i have to say with they brought tamra back because the seasons without tamra were so poor just by Uh ratings and also people's just enjoyment levels from them but i i i'm gonna kind of spoil it but I'm gonna say like I don't love Tamara I I think she was great in the beginning when she first okay. came to the scene but she tries to produce too much yes and, and I yes. think she's really good at she's she reminds me of like a Beverly Hills housewife where the storylines she presents are completely calculated and fake and she loves um, to draw out other people's stories but I think there is actually a lot more happening behind the surface but she'd rather kind of go hey look over there as opposed to her and I always struggle with that because I don't think that is a good housewife I agree and so I don't think we introduced today's topic yet but it is going to be Tamara Judge's meltdowns but before we get to that I want to circle back into something that frankly I didn't think would ever happen and potentially may not still happen so VPR just filmed their season 11 intros and they did Katie and Ariana's at something about her as opposed to Sir. So what do you think about that? I think that either must mean Ariana put that in her contract as a must to come back or LVP does have financial stake in it or Bravo does. Oh, oh Bravo. I, I thought I read that nobody gets that Bethany carve out anymore except for Bethany. So Bravo obviously owns a stake in something about her. Listen, I'm ready. Next time I go to LA, like I want to go and I will oh, be a sandwich. So I'm, I yeah. want it to be open. So I'm, I'm pro it in the, in the promo. I want it to be open. I'm very sort of side-eyeing it if it ever will be open. You know what I mean? But I, it doesn't surprise me that much because now I love Katie. I've always been a Katie. Same, same. Tom Schwartz is abusive. And- oh Yeah rewatch the seasons and you will see it through that lens yes. but anyways yes. she love her and but she is not a go-getter she's not a doer she I think she I follow her on Instagram she's hanging out a lot in her bed which no shame but I would love to do that when you're your own brand you do have to get up and hustle where like Ariana is working and I think Ariana mm-hmm. is like too booked and busy right now and she's probably like yes. hey Katie I need you to like file for the permits and I think oh. is just kind of, she's not a go-getter. She's a creative, you know, she's not a, a type A. And I think that is what a large part of it oh. is. You are blowing my mind with this because I've never 
thought about Katie Maloney in that context. And honestly, it makes sense because like, why else would she stay with Schwartz that long if she were like a go-getter, right? Or like a hustler. Like it's, and this is not a, not, we love Katie. So we're not knocking her, but yeah, no, no, no. this is Mattia. That's kind of my interpretation. I've met these people also that gives me any credibility and I've watched them for over a decade. So I feel like I love them. <laughs> they're imprinted on your soul. <laughs> and I know people like Katie and like parts of Katie, I understand. And I think that is a part of it. And I'm sure there's a lot of other moving pieces, but like, I've just listened to podcast interviews with her. And every time she talks about it, she's always kind of pulls like a charade where she's like, well, spring, fall, summer, winter, you know, like she just kind of does this, like, I think she just doesn't know. And I think Ariana is just too busy right now, but my interpretation is I think Ariana is much more of a like go-getter. Oh, for sure. But you think about it too, like Katie could make a lot more out of her platform. She really does not do mm-hmm. any sponsored posts for the most part on her Instagram. She does some podcast interviews, but she could, she should have an eyeliner collab. She should oh, have yeah. a nail collab. I mean, I see so many business opportunities with her. She's incredibly creative. Her home is beautiful if you ever look at Gorgeous. it. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. She's Gorgeous. a great decorator. She is an artist too. I feel like people forgot that. Like she can paint. She's oh, very yeah. talented. But I just think she's not a not a doer. And that, you know, you need both a lot of times or you need two people. So do you know what, Katie, if you're listening and we know you are, please reach out to Mattia on our Instagram at Bravo Replay. And Mattia, you'll be her manager. You'll be her hustler for her. I'm a doer. Oh, you are for sure. The, I mean, I know this because you've done the entire sort of Chicago Bravo trivia culture in this city. And it's the third largest city in America. Like that's that's mm-hmm. not a small feat. So yeah, I'm a doer. I love you, Katie. Love you, Ariana Sue. Let's get it done. We can do it. I love this. Okay. One more question. Can you tell I'm stalling? I'm stalling. No, you're fine. But I want to talk to you about, I want to take it back to last week's episode, SLC, Bad Mormons. What do you think about Monica and Angie Kay and Lisa Barlow, like going at each other on the internet because supposedly Monica threw a hissy fit at Angie Kay's Easter brunch and threw a shoe. I watched the episode of Monica at the Easter brunch and I love Monica. Same. I think she's the best new housewife we've seen in quite a bit. Agreed. She is authentic, honest, Mm -hmm. funny, pretty, relatable in a lot of ways. She understands the assignment too. Like she knows why she's there and she's delivering happily. And I love that about her. So I don't really care. I think she... Like, you know, you can argue be like, oh, you know, she overreacted. Well, like, duh. But also for Housewives, I actually thought her reaction was quite appropriate. So I like her. I love that she's bringing her mom on the show to drag her on national TV. I think that mom deserves to be dragged. Really? Wait, so you are pro the like her like telling her mom to butt out? She 100 that mom would have thrown Monica to the wolves to get five minutes of fame. I mean, within seconds of her being in front of the camera. Her mom's like trying to, you know, build alliances and and basically talking poorly about her own child to these people that she's known for 15 minutes. And I think that's very telling. I agree with her, though, stepping in and saying, Monica, remember where you are. Remember whose house you're at. Like Angie Kay set her into an impossible situation and Monica didn't care. But my mom would be like, Kate, get a hold of yourself. I, I do think Monica's mom's a disaster. But I was team Monica's mom in that moment because I'm like, she is making a fool of herself in front of other people's parents. But Monica is at work at that moment. That is her job. Her job is to react and throw a temper tantrum. It was performative Fair. parenting on from what I could see. And I that's what Monica said is really what triggered her is her mother, who has clearly not been a stable parent throughout yeah. her life, trying to be on national TV in front of everyone to kind of go oh my God, I raised you so much better than that. How could you do this? And it's to belittle Monica in a way in front of everyone and in front of TV to make her mom look better. And even if Monica was performing or behaving badly, that's the fucking point. That's the show. And it really is the mom inappropriately stepping in Mm. and basically telling her daughter how to do her job 
And where Monica's real anger is coming from is you were such an unstable parent to me. You continue yeah. such an unstable parent to me. And now you're trying to parent me at like 35 years old, four yeah. children. I'm at work right now, you know, like fuck off. And I think yeah. that that is completely that. warranted of, it wasn't just that isolated thing of like, I'm overreacting, but like the show wouldn't be interesting if people didn't overreact. And she was seeing her yeah. mom for who she really was, which was- you just want to come in and look like the good mom. Yeah. You want me time. to look bad. You want me to look bad because yeah. that's she goes over and she's like, I'm so sorry. So sorry. We just heard last episode that you forgot to hang up when you were talking to your daughter and you told your daughter to fuck off and you fucking hate her and she's a jerk. So no, where does Monica learn this behavior from? You. But you know that you don't want people to see that part of you because you want to pretend that you're something else. And I can I could see all of that. That's really what was going through Monica's head. And that's why she wanted to leave. Well, she didn't really care about the Angie thing. She's like, I'm about to rip out my mom's throat on TV. So the context, though, is too, is that she's like, I fell down your stairs. I had to go to the ER. So Angie said, you threw a shoe near my two-year-old niece's head. Monica's like, the kids were downstairs, you liar. And by the way, I fell. I had to go to the ER. And then Lisa Barlow chimes in and says it made it made Henry very uncomfortable. I can't do a Lisa Barlow voice. It, it made Hen- I can't do it. It made Henry very uncomfortable because I read all Lisa Barlow's texts or tweets in like mm-hmm. her voice. Like there's just something about the way she writes is exactly like her. So what do you think about that, though? I think Monica is a very reliable narrator. So I'm going to trust that Monica fell and her shoe flew off like that just sounds more like what actually probably happened I can't see Monica like whipping a shoe you know that's a good point too and Angie is so Angie K is so thirsty for a story I, I actually really appreciate that about Angie K like she Whitney should be scared because Angie K is driving storylines so much better than Whitney ever could so Whitney like has lost that position with the producers and I I hope she's smart enough to know that so we know what Angie K is doing we know Lisa Barlow loves a new alliance but yeah, I, I'm with you. I do think, I think Monica is reliable. I, I agree. Yeah, that's my, that's my two cents on that. But now we're going to go from oh. cold Utah to warm Southern California. Come with us. I, I can't stall anymore. It's, Matia, I have to set expectations here with this trivia game. If I get one right, I'm doing well. Just FYI. I think you'll get one right, at least. I hope. I hope. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> Right. So for Tamara Judge, we're going to let's start off with some background, a background question first. Okay. So how many times has Tamara been married? How many times has Tamara been married? Mattia, I can't believe this, but I know this. I know this. And I can even tell you their, their, their names. It's Darren from the 80s. There's Simon from like the first seasons of the show because he always creeped me out and then there's eddie judge from like she's still married to him that was for one point and you are correct her first husband is darren whom she has uh her first son ryan with mm-hmm. second uh marriage is with simon barney that's who she comes on the show with and she has three or four children with him yeah. and then her third marriage is Eddie Judge in 2013. I think it's interesting. There, there's been rumored for some potential overlap between Simon and Eddie. So, so they met in 2010, Eddie and Tamara, and they said they started okay. dating in 2011. But she wasn't. She didn't get divorced until 2011. So I think there was a little bit, but also like Simon was very clearly very abusive. So yeah. I'm you know, like, meh, whatever about that. I loved when she asked him for a divorce on national television she's fuck in the you, I want a divorce like, fuck you I want a divorce and I remember watching it. thank you again I'm probably 13 watching this and I'm just like fascinating I'm like interesting she that was definitely oh that's that's how it happens I'm picturing yeah. you like baby Mattia with like a notebook <laughs> like taking notes like acting like a scientist <laughs> so that was correct you got one point uh she has been married three times I don't rewatch it OC like I, if I watch it it's a one and done but my memory of Simon is he's just creepy on camera is that accurate that is accurate there were a lot of rumors of him being abusive I saw him definitely being emotionally 
abusive. He was not kind to her first son, Ryan. Yeah. Which I thought, you know, when you marry someone, you marry their kids too. And you have to be aware of that. And he seems very controlling. And, um, but it seems like they're better now, which is good. I think maybe they were just very toxic together, but they, he's throat cancer currently. So yeah, it sounds like they kind of have made amends, which is good for the kids. Uh, Yeah. For the kids sake. I hope so. Oh, Okay. I got one point on the board. That's my only point, maybe. <laughs> so next question is also for one point. Okay. What season did Tamra join Real Housewives of OC? What season did Tamra join the Real Housewives of OC? Okay. I'm trying not to get too cocky, but I did cram on Tamra like an hour before we are going to talk. So I'm pretty confident in season three. You are correct. Yes. Season three. So now you have two points. That's probably it. <laughs> she premiered, a season three premiered on November 6th, 2007. And that was her first season. She was asked before that, um, but she really? decided to come until season three. So was Vicky her like entree in or was Vicky her buddy after? Like, how did she like, how did she get scoped out for this? Do you know? If I recall from the Not All Diamonds and Rosé book that I read, I believe she auditioned. Oh. She was not part of the original. She auditioned. She kind of loosely knew people just kind of through the community. Okay. But she was one that, if I recall correctly, she kind of actively wanted the fame. Oh, of uh, duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> duh. <laughs> now for our next question, this is also one point. What tattoo did Tamara get removed after her divorce with Simon? Hmm. What tattoo did Tamara get removed after her divorce with Simon? I have no idea, but knowing Tamara and the type of person she is, let's say Simon's name. Do you recall what body part it was on? Uh, wait, that wasn't the question, Mattia. But... Okay, all right. But kind of part of it, but okay. I'll give you half a point. Okay, I, I get half a point. If I had to guess, ankle is sticking out to me, but I want to say she'd have it on her butt, but ankle is sticking out. I, I could see how you would think that. Uh, you do have a half a point for that, but for the okay. full point, the answer is she got a tattoo of Simon's name on her finger. Ew. On her ring finger, which then is showcased on the show where they had to, and this was, again, traumatizing me because I'm a child, they had to (laughs) slice off parts of her skin and then close the skin back together and sew it. And so she had a scar around her finger because you laser it off. It was like something about like the the way that it was. Skin was too thin on the finger. Ew. Got it. And she literally got the name Simon tattooed on her finger. And I think they get up divorced like that following year. It was very soon after. Well, first off, anytime you tattoo your spouse's name on your body part in my, I believe it starts like a countdown clock. Just don't do it. If you're going to tattoo any names, do it for your kids or your kids for life. Right. But there are some disgusting moments in the housewives history. That sounds like one, the one that sticks in my mind is I'm bringing her up again kim's nose job where you hear the bone breaking disgusts me it plays in my head every time oh. i think about how i want a nose job and then i remember that scene and then i'm like and they use a hammer i know and i was like i guess i'm just sticking with it <laughs> it's just same like, girl Can't sometimes i get drunk and i go on plastic surgery websites and i upload my photo and then i tweak my nose and then i ask myself is it worth that and the answer is no it's yeah, when you watch that video and you see the recovery, and then I'm just kind of like, I guess this is just the cards I was dealt. Agreed. Hard agree. So you got a half point for that. Okay. So that was great. Now, our next question. Mm-hmm. This is early days of Tamara still. Oh, okay. Infamously, Tamara throws a drink in a castmate's face. Who got wine in her eye from Tamara? Who got wine in her eye from Tamra? Okay, I have no idea, but I know in the early days she had issues with Gretchen Rossi. So I'm going to go with Gretchen Rossi only because it's like Tamra has these meltdowns all the time. I just, this is not like sticking with me. So let's say Gretchen. 
The correct answer is Gina Keough. Do you remember oh, Gina? I remember her. So it was the first kind of big drink throwing in face on Real Housewives. And it was during a party and Gina came to the party and was standing up for Simon. And this was during the divorce. Uh, so Gina said she like became friends. I don't know. She said she became Gross. friends with Simon while the divorce was happening. And Gina was posting and, and saying slanderous things about Tamara. And Tamara basically just was like, keep my name out your mouth. And she got right. really upset. And she whips a red wine glass oh. at Gina. And the red wine goes right in her eye. And she's like, ah. <laughs> oh, so she pulls the DJ James Kennedy, basically. Yeah. And that kind of like brought into the culture of like people always thinking that like real housewives are just like women throwing drinks at each other. Interesting. It, it kind of started this thing of like, oh, it's trash TV and this whole kind of conversation around it. But in that moment, like you could just tell Tamara was just she probably wanted to do more. And she was just so angry with her that she just because I get it. She was going through a divorce with yeah. young kids, very stressful. And Gina, like I would be pissed, too, if some other woman's coming up being like, I side with your husband over you. And I'd be like, fuck Shut off. Up. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm really Team Tamara, actually, but I'm Team Tamara on this. This is this is an appropriate meltdown. Like Gina, like ew. I remember Gina being a pick me and being weird when I watched it. She was a big pick me. Yeah, her children are horrible, but that's because they're reflective of their horrible parents. Um, and you can fight me on that, but <laughs> yeah, Gina was like very much a pick me. Her husband like deeply hated her, but she oh. stayed married to him. I mean, she thankfully eventually got divorced, but yeah, but I think Gina has in recent years kind of softened. I think she was trying oh. to stay on the show too, but that was kind of Tamara's like big first, like famous meltdown was like, that when she like whips and she like, and you can see it, she goes right into her eye. It's not just like a pour. It's like a sharp whip. Honestly, respect. Like that takes skill. If you can whip your wine glass, like into someone's face, like that should be an Olympic sport. I agree. It was so that was her big, her big famous meltdown. Her next one, okay. not so much a meltdown per se, but quite a famous moment. And it's probably my favorite famous moment of Tamara's. Okay. Where did Tamara accuse Gretchen of going while her fiance at the time, Jeff, was dying? Where did Tamara accuse Gretchen of going while her fiance at the time, Jeff, was dying? I actually watched these episodes and I do not remember, but I remember that they were accusing her of catting around and not being there because he was terminally ill. So let's say, let's say tanning salon. That is incorrect. I'm not surprised. The correct answer is, did you go to Bass Lake? <gasps> yes. Damn it. Damn it. I knew that. I knew that. I knew. So I have to tell you my favorite, and maybe it's been proven, I've never known, like reality show overlap conspiracy. So my favorite reality show of all time, all time, season three, Brett Michaels' Rock of Love, which was in 2008. It's, it's a dating show contestant like thing, if you guys don't remember, but halfway through, they add on new girls and like the other trashy band girls are really upset. And one of the girls, the rumor was in 2008... And this is probably easily Googleable now, but I refuse to do it. Was it was Jeff's daughter, and she leaves half like she's in there for one episode. She's like, my family member's really sick, and Brett's like, you got to go to her, baby. And like she leaves, and at the time, the rumor was that was Jeff's daughter. It lives in my like head rent free. It's the dumbest thing in the world. That is fan a fantastic conspiracy. I hope that it is true. Same. I'm sure we could just verify it, but I want to believe that it's real yeah i don't want to google it on the off chance that the circa 2008 rumor is wrong because it's it's like two worlds colliding that whole era was definitely a golden oh. age of reality tv yes. and that whole storyline that whole season you know the the gretchen versus tamra like i consider that the good old days mm. for oc it was so interesting because Gretchen, even later in some of the books I've read, Gretchen pretty much admits that like she really was just with Jeff for money. And of course. And it was like, oh, thanks, Gretchen. But I, I, I give her credit for admitting it and being honest. Yes. But that whole era was so interesting when Gretchen coming on, you know, the whole naked wasted. Did you go to Bass Lake? Yes. 
it felt so real and it felt like those are real arguments and real accusations yes. people would be making with or without cameras. So yes. I, if you guys haven't watched it recently or ever watched it, I highly recommend going back, watching those first few seasons with Tamara and Gretchen and really diving into it, sinking your teeth into like real conflict and real drama. Cause that's what these shows really based yes. off of. So yeah, you know, it brings up a really interesting point and it's why Monica and SLC is so rare because it's, it's a formula now it's wash, rinse, repeat. And there's so much subtext. that's not real like conflict. Like it's not about the pasta. Like we, we, we know what it's really about, but it's like, you have to have this Bravo background now to even start to scratch the surface versus, you know, 2006 to, I would say 2013, 2014, it was far more authentic. It was real people. And they played up to the camera a bit, especially towards the end, but it was like real stuff. And now it feels far more manufactured to me. A hundred percent. And honestly, like if it started off right now, the way that it is now, I probably personally wouldn't watch it, but because it started off in more of this like documentary based way, that's really what hooked me was like watching like Kim and Kyle having these real sibling arguments about you stole our mom's house and all of these things were were so authentic and I was able to watch it from the comfort of my own home and kind of be like oh my god this is a real glimpse into these people's lives like where they live and their real relationships and their substance abuse and their marriage falling apart and it was so interesting where now it is but I I think with Monica that's why I I really like her so much is because she is so honest and I think she should I think she's a bright future I think so too. And I will say this, we've talked mainly about sort of the trashier side of Bravo on the show, but my favorite franchise of all time is Below Deck because it's like the antithesis of Housewives and it's competency porn. Like the good seasons are like whenever, like Kate Chastain's my favorite because she is a bitchy blonde, but she is so good at her job. Oh, I just love it. When I'm sick of the Housewives yelling at each other, I go to Below Deck all day, every day. And even some of like some of the more trashy shows and things of reality, like truth always does like peer in. Like yeah. you can you can try to hide things as much as you can, but the truth always will bleed out a little bit. As much as you want to produce, as much as you want to Instagram filter, whatever, like truth can always be found, which is why I think reality TV is so interesting because it is oh, yeah. just like with Below Deck and and Married to oh. Medicine and all yeah. those different types of shows, like can you can only hide for so long. The, the reality and the truth will always come to the surface. Think of Kyle and Mauricio's marriage. Think mm-hmm. of, you know, just all these things. Like the Yeah, I, all of it will come to the surface eventually. And like, that's really what I'm watching for is when it eventually does come out. And like, I just kind of, you know, the superficial stuff is just kind of can become white noise. But yeah, you know, when when Ariana was screaming at Raquel <gasps> during the reunion, that was real. Those were real, oh, sure. real anger. That was yes. real hurt. And like, it's interesting to watch it because you're like, hey, either I've experienced that or I've witnessed that or you can empathize with it. And that's the part that makes reality TV so, I think, good in a way of like, because it just, it humanizes people. I agree. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. To our next question. Now, this is a two-point question. Oh, no. So okay. you could come back from this. You're still doing great, but this could this could bump you up a little bit. Let's do it. Tamara has a very famous meme of her saying, that's my opinion. For two points, who is she screaming at and about what? Tamara has a very famous meme of her saying, that's my opinion. For two points, who is she screaming at and about what? I have no idea. I remember this episode, so it's going to be earlier. Um, I'm going to go with Gretchen again. And she's screaming about how inappropriate her potentially going to Bass Lake was. That's a great guess. That makes sense. However, it is Vicki Gumbelson. <gasps> Duh. She's screaming at her at a reunion about how she thinks Brooks is not a good match for Vicky. Yeah, because like, didn't they fall out a little bit too? Like, and it was right about there. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I. I I knew I knew this, but I didn't know it. And she was right. She was right. And that's another great storyline that the OC gave us in the earlier years. Yes. 
Brooks faked cancer oh, so on good. national television. If that happened today, that oh. would be every, it would be like the scandal level. But because oh. Housewives was still kind of this like mid-tier, kind of under the radar, it did not pick up the traction that it would now. If that happened now, wow. if like a bachelorette faked yeah. cancer, everybody would be talking about it. It would be all over. And I mean, he did it for like a year and a half. He yeah. forged medical documents. Vicky, 100% new, consented, supported it. It was a storyline. It yeah. was a huge storyline because so many people hated this man. So they kind of thought, okay, I, you know, I love this man. I want to be with him. The public hates him. What's something that we can do to make him seem more sympathetic? Let's say he's dying of cancer. Like That's that so is sick. That's so Vicky though. That's exactly how Vicky yeah. would think though. A thousand percent. And here's. Here's where I disagree with you a little bit. I think Scandival has ruined all future Bravo scandals, frankly, because now everybody's looking for it and everybody wants to make the next big thing Scandival. I feel like there's going to be manufactured wannabe Scandivals and it's not going to feel authentic. That's very true that people are, you're always going to be chasing that first high kind of a thing, yeah. which I think made Scandival so great because it was so organic. But if something like this happened again, which I think people are trying so hard now to not so make sure these things happen but again i recommend anyone that hasn't actually watched these seasons go back and watch them because it was truly wild what these people were trying to oh. push on national tv like the fake medical documents a lot like that's in and they would actually that's sometimes it. go to the hospital and sit there and pretend and they wouldn't even have appointments like that is insanity value your time more Come insanity. On, all because she knew that this guy was a piece of shit she knew her family and her friends hated him and she was like well i still want to fuck this guy with three teeth and you know he had no job and he was clearly a, a, a grifter <laughs> and she was like what can i do and she's like got it i'll make up the it's just a crazy <laughs> thing to do and especially she totes herself as being this very christian you know oh. good midwestern conservative person and i'm like that is like a horrible thing to do it's a horrible thing to do megan king edmund sniffed her ass out i loved megan the first few seasons but she had a terrible husband too that guy did not give a shit about her no but she was a good housewife on those seasons mm. yeah but you know i honestly think just like term limits for presidents we need term limits for housewives like of course right there's very few other than lisa vanderpump who i loved the entire run of beverly hills there's no housewife that's been on a show for more than eight seasons that doesn't become stale like even my beloved heather from slc love you girl you gotta leave for like when you come back you can come back after a cool out you might mm -hmm. be like great because now the like the drama isn't stale again like it's fresh mm -hmm. but there's no, there's no long running housewife that I don't think the show wouldn't be better if like they left for a while. None. Completely agree. You, you got to sing for your supper for a little bit and you want the housewife to like want it. That's what makes yeah. it. Yeah. I like agree. Beth it, Bethany was so boring when she came back and she, it became the Bethany show. And I, I don't like franchises when they just revolve around one person. It gets really boring. I don't give a shit about Teresa's issues with the Gorgas. I just don't care. It was so much more interesting when it was Teresa screaming at Danielle and then the Manzo sisters are fighting. Like it was, it was a symphony and like now it's just one note and I don't care. Right. hundred percent. I am sleeping when Melissa and Teresa are fighting. I'm sleeping asleep. It's just too, Ugh. too boring. Agreed. All right. So for our next question, it's oh, another God. meme question. Oh, no. Okay. Another meme of Tamara is her calling someone Jesus Jugs. Who is she referring to for one point? Another meme of Tamara is her calling someone Jesus Jugs. Who is she referring to for one point? Okay. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing, but this really sounds like something you'd yell at Alexis Bilano. Bilano. She, she was awful. So... I'm sure I watched this, so I'm going with Alexis. You are correct. Yes. It is Alexis Bellino. Bellino. Okay. 
my heart was in the right place with that. You got it. You, you, okay, I you knew it. in your head, like well, the way you're saying it was spelled correctly. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her. I thought she, I thought she was a great housewife because she was delusional in like Ooh. a fun way, like a kooky fun, like, like the fact that she, you know, was so religious, but she would wear these like bejeweled crosses. <laughs> she was everything of that era Oh, of yeah. Southern California, where they were these fake Christian bleach blonde, a lot of plastic surgery, so much. submit to your husband oh. kind of woman. And like, it, it was definitely, she was like a moment in time that I enjoyed watching. Um, and I think she's beautiful too. She's also had a nose job. She's had a great nose job. Her nose got broken though. Oh, I will say that my favorite sort of almost forgotten housewife of that era of the OC is Lynn. I love Lynn. Lynn Curtin. <laughs> I loved Lynn. She really just felt like a woodland creature, like got like, like a witch was like, okay, you've done me a solid. I'll give you your wish. And she's like, I wish to be a real girl. And then like, she just woke up a 40 year old woman with two daughters. Like every like little mundane thing seemed like a surprise to her. And I just, I loved that so much. <laughs> I'm crying. She was, she was like a woodland creature that just yeah. like, it was like they made her out of like some like some knotted twigs and they were just like, you're a real boy now. And Lynn was like, what? I am? I wish I was that stupid. I always like, I wish I was that oh. stupid because they're so happy. Because they're just so happy. Oh, I, I, I just remember the eviction. And she's like, huh? And you're like, Lynn. How? I mean, I do know how you cannot know. You're just like on autopilot. You're but I love, like, bring someone are. like that. Like bring her back or an oh. Alexis Bellino. I think they could lighten up the OC a little bit as yeah. opposed to like a Tamara and a Shannon even a Heather can feel very heavy yes. and I think we need that like there's no I know Gina and Emily try to be the comic relief but like we need someone more aloof I need somebody rich and out of touch and just like not wanting to like fight all the time but they're just like such a shit show in their own lives that it just comes out a hundred percent well you got that question correct oh, so you're doing well Okay. Now for our next question, this is a pretty big meltdown that oh, no. Tamra had. Okay. During a girl's trip, Tamra runs away when everyone is ganging up on her. Yes. Where was this girl's trip for one point? During oh. a girl's trip, Tamra runs away when everyone is ganging up on her. Where was this girl's trip for one point? I need you to know, I actually have this open on my screen. It's season nine, Tamara versus everyone part two, where she like runs like a little gremlin through the hall. It doesn't say where it is. So I am, I am, and I know I watched this. Like I have the frame frozen on Heather Dubrow, like Dubrow, how do you say it? Dubrow? Dubrow. Dubrow, yeah. Dubrow, looking at her like, like this is insane, but I don't know. But if I had to guess, was this the time? I think I know Kelly Dodd was Ireland. Oh, sorry. Look, I even just put it on. Um, I, I want to say it's not Morocco, but uh, let's go with Barcelona. Someplace. Barcelona. Got the correct first letter. It was Bali. Bali. That does look like Bali. Their trip to oh. Bali, which I thought looked like an incredible trip. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like this moment because it's one of the few times where the women actually gang up against Tamara and she crumbles a little bit where a lot yeah. of other times she just kind of acts <laughs> like stone. Yeah, yeah. Or she goes back or kind of pretends like it's not real. But like, I liked this moment because she cracked a little bit and I, I want to see that because I just think that's more of a natural reaction. That's yeah. Something. Well, and you can't throw as much shit like Tamara does, like a monkey at a zoo without other people like finally nailing you, like picking up the pile of poop and throwing it right back at you. So I did really enjoy watching her like run like a gremlin in Bali, not Barcelona. So you were cool. You got the right letter, though. I, it was there. And by the way, I just looked at it and it does say Bali. So I, you guys know I'm not cheating because <laughs> like, I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> so here is our last question. Okay, good. Last question. This is a deep cut. Oh, shit. What name did Tamara go by before the Real Housewives of OC for one point? What name did Tamara go by before the Real Housewives of OC for one point? 
I have no idea. I know that Darren's last name starts with an S, but it sounds like this would be like a stage name or her realtor name. So let's go with, oh God, Tamara, the pint-sized terror. (laughs) That should be her new Instagram handle, (laughs) uh, which hopefully she follows us on Bravo Replay on Instagram. I don't think she will after this, but go on. (laughs) Her name that she went by since she was a child was Tammy Sue. Ah. Tammy Sue is what she was called up until the show of season three on on Real Houses of OC. But the reason she changed it would be because if anyone recalls, there was another Tammy on the Real Housewives of OC. And Tamara was very smart and knew if there were two Tammies, people would get them confused and that would maybe not go well for her in her first season so from being tammy sue pretty much her whole life she went to her full name tamra to differentiate herself so she told all of her family and friends like hey i'm going on the show stop calling me tammy sue call me my full name tamra and i i think that that says a lot about her that's so much commitment yeah and it shows like she knew that she could have longevity on the show and that how curated her persona is oh well and what i think is funny because again i just did my crash course on her the girl was born in glendale california like that like tammy sue is like a name you'd think is like from middle america like you know chicago maybe not chicago but you know someplace midwest or even southern like it's odd for glendale which is an la suburb you know what i mean i was always surprised that she was raised in california i feel like she gives midwest vibes like so much midwest vibes maybe i think her maybe her mom is from the midwest but she just seems much more like working class midwest to me that like married a wealthy guy simon and he was like a car salesman or something or insurance yeah like it's that scrappy pint-sized anger that feels very much like i'm growing up in a rust belt like city with like no future like prospects versus you know southern california it's light it's happy you there's lots of things to do especially like her look when she first came on the oc her hair Mm. was fried she had like eight pieces of it She looked older then than she does now. Like she was so crispy and suntanned and too much eyeliner and her hair was bleached and straightened too much. And she just looks scrappier. We're like, I think she looks younger and she looks fantastic now. Oh, yeah. She's had great work done. She's had great work. She looks great. She works out a lot. Mm. But yeah, I think so. Tammy Sue was her original name. Always was called Tammy Sue. Her birth name is Tamara. But she reverted back to that because she was smart and knew that that would be forgettable or or hard to differentiate two people with the same name. Do you think that she might secretly be like a fun, nice, kind, chill person in her real life and this could all just be for the show? I think that's a possibility that it's like a defense mechanism to some extent of like, let me put on this persona on the show. I think also like, I think she's a hard worker. She knows this is how she makes her money. So Um, when the cameras are rolling, like she is on, what I maybe don't love about her is I can tell she's at work when I'm watching her and mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm getting authentic moments. Like even the whole, like her and Eddie pretending that they have sex all the time, I find a very exhausting storyline of they're like, we just can't get our hands off each other. And I'm like, sure. Wink, wink. Totally. You guys are definitely. Yep. We believe all the time, all the time. (laughs) Yeah. No, married couples definitely do it 10 times a day. Super normal. Like it's, uh, it's just, no. especially, you know, the Eddie Tamra marriage, that's a whole other episode, but because <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are all thinking it. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of moments with her. I just feel like she's on and performing. And then I don't feel like I can connect with her, which is probably why I don't love her. Yeah. My thing is, is that anger is one flavor. It's the same reason why I don't like Jen Shaw. It's like, if once you go there and she's always there, it's like now nobody else can have any other like emotion. There's no more room for anything else. It's always a hundred percent and it's anger and it's, it's boring. There's very few times where I'm like, yes, good. Another housewife fight. Great. You know, that, that's a great point. She is, she's kind of one note and she's angry or drunk and yeah but she's never I don't feel like she's that honest she used to be in the earlier seasons yeah and I think for a long time we haven't gotten that honesty out of her I mean 
I know she just came back, but maybe it's time for another, like, you know, time out. I think the OC could do with a, a Roni reboot, like just like the clean slate. They're just, I don't connect with them. I don't connect with them. Bring back Lynn Curtin, bring back <gasps> Alexis <gasps> Bellino, bring back some of those. Don't bring back Lizzie. She was awful. Or Kelly. Oh, Kelly is the reason why I stopped. Uh, Ke- Kelly. It was like nails on a chalk. She's like, if, okay, Tamara's 99 out of 100 for anger. Kelly Dodd was like 2000 out of 100 for anger. It was just unpleasant. I agree. But yeah, I think it needs a shakeup. And I think maybe, I think Tamara could be a great friend of. Yeah. I find her challenging sometimes to be a real housewife because I don't feel like she's real. I agree. I, I, I'm i with you. Thank you. Okay. So what I do, three, three and a half out of 10 or whatever? You are correct. So uh, for you guys listening, if you're keeping score, if you got all of them correct, it was a total of 10 points. <laughs> and Kate, you did fantastic. You got 3.5. I, you know what, this is going to be my lowest and I'm okay with that because I knew going into this that this is not my franchise. This is not my topic, but people know, people have strong opinions on Tamara. So I'm glad, I'm glad we could, you know, go through her best hits if you will well you did better than you thought you would so that means you did great you thought you were only gonna get one point you got more than that i got three and a half you did great from one trash talker to another let's go to my favorite section look who's talking trash it's (laughs) it's where every episode we pull out just one of the many trash talking of bravo liberties amongst each other and discuss and this one might be my favorite so far it's so dumb it is Kristen doty has come out and said that lisa vanderpump's daughter pandy 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 is faking her english accent and she said on the sex love and what else matters podcast that she only uses that voice on TV or when she's around her parents saying, I can't handle the fake British accent as much as she loves Pandy. I need to hear your thoughts on this. So I have to say, I have thought this before. (laughs) I kind of agree with Kristen and I don't know if it's like fully fake, but I do think she plays it up a lot for TV Really, this British accent because I, I'm trying to think. She was born in London, but they came over here when she was quite young. Yeah. I'm pretty sure too. So Max Todd, I, I've met Max Todd before, and I chatted with him, and he's her brother. And like sometimes he had like a a British accent, and then like he kind of like, but he really doesn't like talking to him. He just oh, yeah, he sounded like more like Connecticut he was from than like British. And the only way that Pandora really would have like that thick of a British accent, like, I guess her parents are speaking that way. But if she's growing up and mostly in the US, I don't know how strong the accent would be. I think she has a little bit of one. and She's obviously English, but I agree with Kristen is like, I I do think she tries to amp it up because she tries to seem more posh than she really is. Okay, so I have this pulled up. She was born in London and she's lived in France, Washington, D.C., darling. And then Los Angeles before moving to Beverly Hills in 2004. So gosh, that's 20 years. So she, yeah. So she moved to LA if she was born in 86 and in 2004 when she was what, 16, 18, probably. Okay, then she probably developed a good accent by then if she's a teenager. Yeah. I mean, I I want to know, do you think Lisa Vanderpump insists that she must speak to mummy with her accent? Yeah, maybe that's it. Like I said, she definitely has an accent, but I do think she tries to overdo it to sound seem like more posh. Yeah, so I can slip into a Texan accent very easily because my dad's from Texas. My grandma was from like Arkansas. So like I can I can pick it up like that and you'll go, wow, but this is how I talk. Like, this is how I think. This is like where my right. thoughts are. So yeah, I think you're onto something. I just love the idea of a tertiary character on Vanderpump Rules putting on an accent for like inexplicable reasons. Yeah, I don't think she like completely like, you know, when cameras are down, she's talking like this. I don't think it's like, you know, <laughs> she like talks like a truck driver as soon as the cameras are down. I don't believe that at all. But I, I could see- I do. Her- I do now. (laughs) I could see her being on TV and kind of, you know, trying to do it up a little bit. 
you know, for, for mummy. See, I could I definitely know. see that. But no, I, I she obviously has one like off. But like Max's is more confusing because I could have swore. I thought he was born in Ohio. I know he's. He's adopted as Lisa loves. I know he's. I know he's adopt. Yeah, she she gets a special star for adopting someone. I can't remember though, and it kind of looks mixed. Some people say he was born in the U.S. Some people say he was born in England. Regardless, he did not. When I met him, and I spoke to him for quite a while, and he didn't really have an accent. It was quite watered down. He's not a sociopath. What about Pandy's husband, Jason? What are our thoughts on him and how many bodies does he have in the basement? Ooh, you went there. You went there. You I said like, the quiet part out loud. You did. Seems- and now you said it. And now you said it. <laughs> I I think whatever is happening and I, I like it's ugly. So I don't I don't ferret this stuff out because it's not fun like trash. It's like ugly trash. I think whatever happens, Pandy is probably very safeguarded by mm-hmm. her parents. I think whatever bodies Jason has, like knows where they're buried or whatever, like dirt he's done. And like, I think it's like credible, like accusations of sexual abuse from, I don't know if it's employees or by other people, Lisa will bury him further. He's always protected by the Vanderpump slash Todd family for sure. But I think that it's a certain, to a certain extent, I think Pandy's protected. Pandy, Mm -hmm. if there's merit to this and if he affects his daughter and their child, oh no. I, I I don't think all the money in the world can save him from what Lisa can throw at him as far as yeah. resources go. Their baby is very cute. Too. Oh, he's Teddy. Teddy. Oh, he's the my baby. Is baby. Super cute. <laughs> I just want to know, do you think one is Lisa harassing Max now to have kids? And two, has she already told Teddy that Max is adopted? Because it's my favorite quirk she does on, on v- Vanderpump Rules. It's like Pandy held Pandy held Max and he wouldn't she wouldn't let him go. A little adopted baby. I just I love the way she talks about it because it's awful. Yeah, well, because she wants like a special, like I said, like she wants a golden star. She wants a pat on the back because she which adoption is, you know, it's complex. It's good and you know, yeah. it's a lot of things. He obviously loves his parents, like those are his parents, but I have a hard time because Lisa, as we know, loves the underdog so much. She definitely has a pretty intense god complex she only likes to be surrounded around people where she feels superior to them and i think that adoption thing kind of ties into that where she i'm sure she kind of like over holds it over him where you're like you know i saved you and like i'm so wealthy and i picked you and i'm such a good person and like so yeah i think all of that like she's got all those things i'm sure she's told teddy that max Max. is adopted and teddy just doesn't care because he's a baby he's a baby I don't think she's pressuring Max to have grandkids. He is still actively working at TomTom and all of Lisa's restaurants. Like, I, that's where I saw him. Like, and seen him there. Like, he is actually working shifts. Like, he is really legitimately there working and managing. So, I think that's great. And I think that's probably what they should do is, like, pass those restaurants yeah. down to Max. I, I think he'd be – he's definitely great, like, back of the house. Like, he does not love – he didn't love like you know people talking to him he doesn't love the attention like I really think he just wants to like go do his job and like be left alone which respect and you know what good for them they're loaded and they're making their kid work like those kids don't have to work so I I love making fun of Lisa I just adore her I, I adore her but you know they're doing something right there I agree and I think both of her kids seem good like they seem like Pandora seems fine. She seems nice. Max seems lovely. Like, I think they're both good kids. Kids. They're they're grown adults. They're both They're not. I'm older than them, so I can call them kids. (laughs) They're good kids. Okay, so you quiz me today, and I'm going to throw this back on you now. We're going to have a new game, and we're calling it Vicky or Tamara. And so what I have done is I have pulled the taglines, a couple of taglines from Vicky and a couple of taglines from Tamara. And I want you to guess who it is. And for extra bragging rights, a season, if you can. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's your first one. The best thing about starting over is never looking back. Tamara. I don't, I'm going to say season seven or eight. I'm going to say seven. Go with your second option. Eight. Yes, you're right. Okay. I'm impressed. Girl. Okay. The fun bus is leaving, and this time I'm in the driver's seat. Vicky. This is also an earlier season. 
Are you sure about that? It's definitely in regards to the family van bus, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say season 10. You're close. It's season 13. Okay. I, th- I thought this would be harder. Okay. Here's one. I don't want to get old. <laughs> oh, that could be either of them. I know. <laughs> I've definitely heard both of them say something. They've definitely both like said something along those lines. I'm going to say Vicky. You are right. Do you know what season? Later. Like mid, uh, let's say season nine. Okay, it was Vicky's first one, season one. Oh, that's, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now that I think about that, yeah, that makes sense. We're so good. I, I should have known better. Okay, here's another one. Boldness comes at a cost and I'm willing to pay. Tamara. What season? Six. Ten. Oh, okay. You're nailing this. If you had asked me, I'd be crying in a corner right now and just humiliating myself. Okay. I want the power and the money and I want them both. <laughs> That's a really famous, like, I've definitely heard that before. I'm having a hard time pinning on who. I think it's Tamara. You. Okay. This is your first incorrect one. It's it Vicky. It's Vicky season four. Okay. I knew it was early. I was thinking it was Tamara's like first one, season three. Yeah. They're so similar in their. They're like... So similar. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I picked them. Okay. Here's the last one. Are you ready? Yes. I call the shots in my life now and I have good aim. <laughs> that has to be Tamara. Vicky's never thrown anything in her life. So that's Tamara season. I'll say seven. Holy cats. That is dead on. How are <laughs> you? This is why you don't answer the questions in the trivia because I bow down to you. This is so impressive. No, it's just. I watched it in impressionable age. Wow. <laughs> okay. I have another one for you. This is not a quiz. This is mm-hmm. full Katie Maloney creativeness. Tamara is one of the most, let's say, <sighs> theatrical housewives, for lack of a better word. So I want you to cast her lifetime made for TV movie. Who would you pick to play Tamara, to play Eddie? And let's say to play Vicky, her sidekick. Play Tamra. I'm actually going to say Margot Robbie based on her oh. performance in I, Tanya, where she does this kind of great, like, working class, like, gritty person. Oh, wow. Tamra now loves you. Tamra, <laughs> she's, she's going to ignore everything else about this episode. Just focus on that. And for Eddie Judge... Who's the guy that did the voice of Sid in Ice Age? Uh, <laughs> guy? Age? No, 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 no. It's uh, what oh, else God. has he been in? Is it Patton Oswalt? I, I've never seen these. Wait, John Leguizamo? Yeah, that's what I do. Is <laughs> okay. This is a generational divide because my John Leguizamo movie would be uh, who was the guy who played Tibble in Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet from 1996. Yeah, that's who I would do as Eddie. Okay, so you have Marco Roby, you have John Leguizamo, which is interesting because Eddie is younger than Tamara, and yet there's like a 30-year age difference between these two. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Who's going to be Vicky? And then for Vicky, I'm going to do the woman that was in the Harry Potter movies, Aunt Petunia. Her? Yeah, she'd have to wear a blonde wig. Oh, okay i mean i don't know her name she's a very famous that's that's um fiona shaw because yes yes that's who i'm doing yep yeah she does have a like a long narrow face that's kind of what i'm thinking and she can do uh, this kind of like shrill woman persona does she she get to keep her accent or no 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 she's got to do a u.s accent u.s okay for me it's funny. I think of these questions and I don't try to prepare an answer. So I'm thinking on the fly. I'm going to pick somebody familiar to everybody out there to play Tamara Judge. And that is, I keep mentioning her. It's why she's top of mind. It's going to be Kim Richards because Kim Richards is an actress and she already knows the Housewives franchise. So I think she'd be really good. So she's going to play Tamara to play Eddie, I'm going to go for, I'm, I'm going like opposite of you, Timothy Chalamet. Let's go just like super young, D 
deeply age inappropriate option and he doesn't look like eddie judge but he's pretty and eddie judge is pretty so i'm going with that and then to play vicky and we've got we've got a stat cast already we need somebody with a little more like gravitas do you know who is gonna play vicky because this is dream casting meryl streep <laughs> wow 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 bethany wow this is listen it's either gonna be the greatest movie of all time or it's gonna be absolutely terrible Meryl could do it. And Meryl can do anything. She so, do anything. Yeah. I think they're both great. Don't you want to see her, Vicky? Yeah, I do. I do. I would love that. Okay, obviously we want to hear everybody else's dream casting for Tamara Judges. I like made for TV movie. Meryl's going to do TV. So please tag us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Yes, please check us out at Bravo Replay on Instagram. Send us, if you have some trivia ideas on your own, some questions, send them to us. Feel free to answer some of the questions that we post. If you liked this episode today, please leave us a five-star review, and then we will give you a little shout-out on our next episode. So it's a fun way to get your name heard on a podcast. If you did not like this episode, just unsubscribe, don't listen, and just don't tell us. Um, You can just move on and, and do something else it's totally fine yeah just do yourself that's fine don't worry about i listen to podcasts i don't like and you know what i do i just forget about it and i don't listen to it again um but yeah if you did enjoy it leave us a five-star review and we'll give you a shout out beautiful well matia i'm hoping next week i redeem myself because we are going to an og of the entire franchise would you like to play us out and tell everybody who we're going to be talking about next all i'm going to say is bloop (laughs) thanks everybody Bye.